Hi, this is Anne. I briefly mentioned in my uh, podcast that I posted yesterday for fire element acupressure points that I was sick and I was not able to post anything last week and I apologize for that. It really threw my schedule off. Um, luckily, it wasn't anything too serious, but it was just really thrown with a with a bad cold. Anyway, I am back and I wanted to post this audio for the YouTube video I did on Earth Element and Earth Element is we are just we just came out of Earth Element um, but that doesn't matter it still applies even though it's associated with late summer it still could be what your pet's element is and even if it isn't the topic is still applicable to um, just understanding what what you just kind of transitioned out of and what we're going into is metal element which I'm going to be talking about on my YouTube channel this week and I'll have the audio for that coming up uh, probably next week although I have another video that hasn't been posted yet on here so I have to figure out which one I'm going to post here first. If you wanted to hop over to the YouTube channel and, and catch that metal element video, I'm going to be doing that on Friday. Usually I do it on furry Thursdays on Thursdays, but my schedule's just all messed up this week. So the link for my YouTube channel is in the description. As always, I hope you find this helpful and please like, subscribe, share wherever you are, whatever, wherever you're listening to this, whatever you can. I do appreciate it. And if you ever want to be um, on the show and receiving some free animal communication on a furry Thursday night, please drop me an email. That's the easiest way to make sure you have your pet talked to on the show. And don't be afraid. I've been told by my husband that people might be afraid that I'm going to get like really deep and personal. And it's not that. It's just, you know, kind of finding out what your animal has to say. We're not going to go into any areas that you would be uncomfortable with. It's just kind of a fun thing that I'm doing to offer people who an opportunity to, to try out animal communication. And um, it's fine if you're a repeat customer too. But the way to assure that you will have your pet spoken to is to reach me at Anne with an E at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. That email is also in the description below. And if you're associated with any animal welfare organization, if you're fostering any animals, those pets can also be featured on the show. I'm happy to do that and have the organization featured. So that's a great way to get your, um, get some publicity for your organization. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. Hello and welcome to the Animal Intuitive Show. My name is Ann Angela Webb and this is Again, the Animal Intuitive Show, and tonight we're going to be talking about Earth Element. Uh, this is a special Furry Thursdays. Usually we do live animal communication on Furry Thursdays. Um, if there's time at the end, I will do that. But this is probably going to be a little lengthy. If people want to stick around and let me know uh, now if they came for that, I will do my best to at least do one of those at the end. So Earth Element is um, late summer. And the last element I did, if you were here, is fire element. So I just wanted to mention that I am a little bit late for earth element. Um, I got started in this series a little bit late. I did an overview of the five elements in traditional Chinese medicine. I'm a certified animal um, acupressure practitioner, in which is part of traditional Chinese medicine is acupressure. And of course, many people have heard of acupuncture. 
Um, so I did an overview of all of the elements. There's five elements. And I started with that and didn't realize that I was going to be doing um, going to be doing this um, series. And I hope this is um, coming through. If someone could let me know, because it's doing a little funny thing where it's saying it was in preview. So I hope it's working OK. Um, OK, so I did the overview and then People seemed very interested in that and wanted me to go into the different um, elements. So I went into fire element. You can go to that if you'd be interested. Go back and look at those. I have a link in the description for the overview one, and I'll have a link either here above or at the end that you can go to as well if you want to go back and review them all. That's an overview video again, and now I'm breaking them down. So we started with fire element. That's kind of like the heat of summer. That's like July, beginning of August. And then end of summer, beginning of like end of August, beginning of September is considered in, in more like the United States where I'm talking about where I am, um, is late summer. So you still have some of that heat, but it's not like the blazing heat that we might think of in, in July. I, because I got started a little late and then I was a little bit sick. And then last week I really wanted to do the video I did last week. Please Go and check that out. It's an important video. Um, we're just now doing this. So we're kind of at the tail end is what I'm trying to get at. So the next thing I'm going to be doing right after this, either next week or the week after probably, is going right into metal element. But right now we're doing earth element. And um, just to get it kind of out of the way, I am you know not a veterinarian. So if you have a, a pet that you are concerned about, if there's something going on with your animal, Please, this is not a substitute for veterinary care. Take them to your vet. Um, make sure they are okay. If there are any physical, mental, emotional issues, check that out. Acupressure is considered you know, something that you might do adjunctive to that, and you would want to talk to your vet about it if there's something going on. Um, but generally, it's okay to do acupressure um, to support your pet. So first I'm going to talk to you about what earth element is, the types of like the, the characteristics of it um, in pets. And a lot of this comes from people too. So you might hear some of this and it applies to people as well. Um, there's a lot of crossover. And then I'm going to show you some acupressure points too. And just because an animal is or isn't um, earth element doesn't mean that these points don't apply that I'm going to talk about at the end. So they can be helpful to any animal, you know, just depending on what's going on with them at different times of the year. So it doesn't mean that the, the points at the end I'm going to talk about are restricted to a pet who's considered more dominant earth element. Okay, and as I'm bringing up my first picture, which is of Coco, which is a doggy who I have worked with for a while. Um, I just want to mention a free way to support the show and share it with others, of course, is to like and subscribe. That is how people hear about it and how other pets and pet parents will benefit from it. That's how YouTube works. The only way is to like and subscribe. They don't know I'm here otherwise and they don't care about me. So um, <laughs> it's the hard, cold world of YouTube. So this is Coco and she's a sweetie pie. And um, I'm not sure if her mom is in the chat. Um, please let me know if you're in the chat, if you're there, Jean, I'm not sure. But she gave me permission to talk about Coco, who I've been working with for a while. 
and this and there will be question and answer if you have questions please feel free to put those in the comments i will either get to them as i'm going along if i can do that i'll try to or at the end so um her mom might not have been able to join us i don't know but okay she thought she could but stuff happens so um earth element is as i said considered late summer which is um around now ending where we are in the united states um it is it, stomach and spleen are considered um part of earth elements so we have usually two um organ systems which include meridians which are sort of these lines that go through the body all different directions depending on what organ system they're connected to um and with earth element the associated ones are stomach and spleen. I'm going to show you those when we do the, the acupressure. Um, okay, so in traditional Chinese medicine, um, late summer was seen as a time to um, get the reserves in place for the upcoming colder seasons. It's a time to to you know lay away the reserves of energy and to physically kind of bulk up. So you want to have enough energy to keep yourself warm, protected, um, over or under har harvesting can be a problem because it can result in, of course, weight issues, um, but also muscle conditions and other problems. So, okay. Um, Coco is a nine-year-old beagle, and I'm going to use her, her as my example of earth element because she's a good example of a dog who's dominant with earth element. So Coco is a nine-year-old beagle. Um, her mom, Jean, has been a huge advocate for her. So she really just goes to any length to figure out what might be bothering her, what might be out of balance, um, and how to help her. Um, she was born on November the 2nd, Coco was. So a lot of times animals will be born in the season of the element. So she wasn't, um, but I think she could have some metal, which is the, the next season coming. It doesn't mean you don't have to be born in the same season though. She's close. I mean, she's early November, but so when I first came to meet Coco for massage, that's why her mom first contacted me. Um, she told me that she was the kind of dog that could just be going on a walk and people would end up talking to her, talking to Jean, talking to Coco, and they'd end up like telling their life story. Um, so <laughs> I think partly that has to do with her mom because she's very friendly and supportive and nurturing herself. And a lot of times I find as an animal communicator that, um, people and their animals do have a lot of similarities. So they would be out and about and they would end up talking to people and people would just end up sort of like telling their life story to, to Jean and Coco. And they would end up really um, loving Coco and they would end up forming these relationships. Like she would see them repeatedly, not just like once she would, you know, see them on various walks. Um, and sort of follow up with them. Okay. So 
Coco would give people a lot of support and love. She is really supportive of her family. She has extended family that um, she's supported through the years, um, elderly family members. Um, these are very earth element characteristics. They're very um, generous with time. They're very patient. These are kind of the, the quintessential um, earth element qualities. Um, very willing to give people what they need, intuitive, very grounded in the moment, supportive. And this is when earth element is in balance. They can be very um, trusting or they, if they're in balance, they should be trusting, calm, um, as I said, grounded. And you think about it, earth nourishes plants. Um, they help plants to grow. So think about that in relationship to like an earth element individual helping others to grow, supporting others. And they're very good with reading the room. So like fire element is also very, um, you know, tends to be the type of individual who would want to be with other people and very social. But um, earth element would be better able maybe to read the room a little bit more able to um, sense if um, somebody was upset or, you know, having a difficult time or, you know, didn't want to be engaging socially. So in traditional Chinese medicine, um, the stomach is known as the official of rotting and ripening. So I know that sounds maybe a little bit different, <laughs> foreign. Um, in traditional Chinese medicine, they have these, they often have these like um, royal or sounding like military or royal names. Um, stomach and spleen, their jobs are to digest and transport physical nourishment, obviously we know, to the different cells of the body and they work together. So if earth element is not in balance, it can result in body weakness, abdominal issues, bowel disorders, abdominal distension can be in it, and those can be indicators of earth element um, being off. And I'm quoting there the Tallgrass Institute of Animal Acupressure, where I went to school. And I always forget to mention this, so I'll mention it now. If you are interested in any of the resources or attending acupressure school, um, the link is in the description and you will get a discount too if you use that link. Um, to their resources. They have books and things like that. Um, okay, so the spleen is stomach sister meridian. So in I've talked about this too with with other talks that I've given. Um, in the five elements, the different organ systems have sister meridians, they're called. So they're paired. So stomach and spleen go together. So keep in mind, if the spleen doesn't do its job of transporting those nutrients effectively, then what remains there is going to rot. And so that, you know, it just makes sense that that's going to lead to abdominal problems related to that stagnation. So the opening or the sort of the sensory organ would be the mouth um, with earth element. And of course, the mouth leading to the stomach, to the spleen. So the food or cat, the food the dog or cat ingests through the mouth um, sort of becomes part of the animal, 
via assimilation. So food nourishment enters the body and diseases or imbalance, imbalances of earth element often appear in the mouth. Mouth is also associated with the GI tract. The earth element relates to, um, at times, even things like itchy skin. I'm going to get more into the allergy aspect of that a little bit later on in this. I'm going to cover a few different things. But the first physical thing I wanted to talk about that can be a problem and was a big thing, has been a big thing for Coco, is um, anal gland issues, which is a big thing with a lot of dogs. So <laughs> um, I did want to mention this because... I have done a lot of research on this because of Coco, because it's come up, and in even my dog too, she's had some some issues with that. But Coco's had a hard time with it, and her mother's gone to great lengths trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and I found out through the research that um, I'm going to talk about one particular vet. There's a few that have talked about it, but uh, one veterinarian, Dr. Dennis Thomas, um, talks about in Chinese medicine that anal sac issues, which a lot of people who have dogs are familiar with, are caused by chronic, what they call damp heat in the lower burner. So I talked about with uh, fire element, how there's this, there's triple burner. That's one of the systems. Um, it's the one that, you know, most of the time we're familiar with them, like heart, pericardium, you know, we're talking about spleen and stomach here. Triple burner is one that's like encompasses three segments of the body. Um, it's the one that isn't like a particular organ that we would think of in Western medicine. So he talks about damp heat in that third lower section. So that makes sense. Um, and so, so dampness, think this, not getting into that later fall, but like this time of year prior to that, where we're talking about, um, we've had a lot of water, we have a lot of rain, we have, um, We've had hurricanes, um, a lot of things going on like that, but we still have heat. So damp heat. Um, so that issue can be caused by um, imbalance in the, in the spleen and pancreas. So Dr. Thomas makes the point that all spleen imbalance in dogs and cats comes from one source, inappropriate diet. So that's just something to keep in mind if your animal has a lot of anal gland issues that um, one suggestion is he makes this suggestion and I have seen it through various vets. Um, Coco's veterinarian mentions it, um, that raw feeding is a good thing to consider in that situation. So the opening for earth element is the mouth, as I mentioned, part of the GI tract. So you see how all these things end up connecting. So, you know, therefore the anal glands is sort of part of that, even though it's, it's also skin. Um, but it's interesting to me always how all these things connect. I think that's what's fascinating about traditional Chinese medicines. Things start to make sense um, when you're trying to get to the root of things. He talks about it and it is a metaphoric hole in the bottom of the boat. <laughs> Fix the hole, bail that water, and we have healing. Um, and so he mentions, you know, a canine appropriate diet, um, feeding fresh and raw. So maybe not even raw if you're not, if you really don't want to go there feeding fresh food. It's cooked or partially cooked. 
um, and then mentions giving Chinese herbs an acupuncture or pressure as well. And also fish, fi fixing a damaged gut. So um, one of the things that is really important in traditional Chinese medicine, I think we're starting to talk a lot about it now, even in Western, you're going to hear about, you're starting to hear more and more about it, is how important the gut is, how important the stomach is in our health. So in Chinese medicine, Basically, they say that if the stomach is good, everything's good. If the stomach's off, everything could potentially go off. So if you want to heal, you want to make sure to look at the stomach and trying to get that in balance. So one of the things Jean did um, is she did a gut biome test. Um, that test um, told her about just different things that were off in Coco's, um, her bacterial different things. And, um, her vet actually suggested particular enzymes and probiotics. So the, this is definitely something to think about. If you have an animal with any of the issues I'm mentioning or any other issues, um, you might want to even have a test like that done. Talk to your vet about it. Think about those types of things, um, probiotics, enzymes. So, Despite these issues that Coco has dealt with, and she has some other ones too, um, she tends to go with the flow a lot. Um, this is very characteristics of characteristic of an earth element animal. They're just kind of they're easygoing. They're able to go with the flow. They seem peaceful and grounded. Those that are balanced in earth element. Uh, the color is yellow or brown in earth element. It's interesting because brown makes sense. Earth, you would maybe initially think of brown, but also yellow is because a few, a few different reasons. If we think about um, a yellow harvest in a field, that color being yellow. And then also in Northern China, the fields are a warm yellow color, but also um, the silt deposits in the yellow of the yellow river make that soil very rich and fertile. And if you notice that your animal has a yellow hue, maybe to the eyes, um, or the tongue, that could be an imbalance in earth element. Coco has a solid frame. Her mom has had to reduce her food at times. And this is something that comes up for earth element. Um, sometimes I think I mentioned that before they can tend to partake in maybe eating a little bit much, um, trying to get that sort of support from food. Um, you know, maybe if they're not, if they're having a little bit of an off balance issue, then they might go to food. So some of the emotions that to keep in mind with earth element that could be a sign that they're, they're off balance. That's when she's very happy in the grass. She's having a lot of fun. She loves to play in the grass and walk around in the grass. And you know, that makes sense with a lot of dogs love that, but especially an earth element animal needs that they really get something from that. That's important. She is getting some sun. Um, but 
I lost my train of thought looking at cute pictures. I'm sorry. And I can't figure out how to minimize myself today. That's me and Coco. Um, <laughs> giving her a massage. So emotions with earth element that might show they're off would be if you think that your dog is kind of um, worrying when you're leaving or separating from them, like being a worrier, worrier, overthinking. Um, I don't actually see her particularly as a worrier. I think part of that is that she's so well supported. Um, perhaps if she was in a different situation, she that might come out more for her. Um, but she is very well supported. And it also highlights the fact that just because you're more, like say that she's more earth element, um, she may have some metal. Uh, you know, a lot of people have, or animals have one dominant element and then they have another one. So these stomach issues would be a lot of times more emotionally based, or they can be more emotionally based in animals who are earth element. A little bit, a little bit of that her, her mom was saying she felt like came out recently, they made her move and, um, you know, she is very go with the flow, but, um, you know, she, she went through a bit of a move and maybe had a little bit of a reaction to that. So I also wanted to quote Tallgrass, Institute of Animal Acupressure, just to mention that a dog or cat with an earth imbalance may exhibit obsessive behaviors, such as excessive, excessively chewing household items or their own legs. Additionally, an animal with an earth imbalance can have frequent or consistent digestive problems that are emotionally based. So that's something to keep in mind. If you have a pet that you're seeing, you know, chewing the paws or legs um, that could be related to imbalance in earth element or chewing furniture. Muscles, um, muscles, flesh, and lymph are par the parts of the body that are governed by earth element. So the animal's muscles and tissues need nutrients in order to be strong and stomach and spleen work together to create and distribute what's called nutrient chi to all the cells of the body. Uh, this nutrient chi, so nutrient energy, is produced by combining air inhaled into the lungs along with food that is brought into the body. And it nourishes the whole body. It's meant to go to all the internal organs and the muscles of the body. In traditional Chinese medicine, spleen is viewed as responsible for taking those, uh, taking that nutrient chi, and as a result, um, in it also results in the creation of blood because of that. So you have to think about things as it's everything connects. Um, you kind of have to think a little bit different with traditional Chinese medicine, but it really does make sense. We're talking about thousands of years of observation and getting results, <laughs> not just observation, but applying these things and getting results. So I have felt manual lymphatic massage to be needed at times to help Coco. So just like intuitively, um, and you know, lymphatic massage is great in general, you know, it's often 
needed. Um, there's a lot of pollutants in the environment. Many of our pets today have pollutants in their bodies. We have pollutants in our bodies. It's very easy to acquire them, unfortunately. Genetics can also be a factor. Um, but I feel like that for Coco has been an issue. I believe that her vet mentioned that too recently did some testing, said that the toxins are a little bit more elevated. Um, nothing to really like panic about or worry about. There's things that can be done. And that's the great thing about actually to me going to a holistic vet who she went to because they're able to um, kind of get in there early and see where these things are kind of off and they can... It's more like preventative. They can see where things are off and instead of just saying, well, this isn't clinical yet. This isn't um, at the level where we're going to have to start thinking about like a surgery or medication or it's caused a major issue. They're coming in at the point where um, they can reverse things, make things or, or get them like um, maintained so that they don't become bigger issues. And also things to, of course, I'm a proponent of massage and acupressure and those things help too. So, um, earth element, oops, is out of balance because, um, if, if earth element is out of balance because the nutrient sheet isn't being delivered to all the cells of the body, there's different things that you might see, um, like uncoordinated movement. Um, muscle atrophy and weakness. You may see the gait and movements appear awkward and even, you know, in an extreme situation, paralysis. Um, one of the things that Coco has dealt with is some arthritis as she's gotten a little bit older. Um, <coughs> excuse me, just need a drink of water. Um, and the the muscle connection the lower the limbs if you think about it um it's almost like think about them being cold like the nutrient chi isn't being delivered to those lower parts of the body if the spleen isn't able to do its job right also flesh it can manifest in the flesh so if the temperature is off like too cold for instance um the condition of the skin so if it's too tight or too slack or loose, things to keep in mind can be signs that earth elements off. So some training and behavioral issues that could possibly be misinterpreted, um, but be indicators that it, there's an, something's out of balance is um, lack of proper fluid movement through the body may show up in diminished mental activity as well. So they may have difficulty focusing and concentrating during training or even just in general and so then we get a little bit into allergies now um, allergies can be a little bit um, more complicated with traditional Chinese medicine because there's really three different um, channel pairs so there's you're going to see allergies coming up more with um, the metal, the earth, and the wood. So elements. Um, so I'm obviously going to talk about how this would be showing itself in earth. Um, so it's going to be different than it would when it's related to metal or wood. 
So with Earth, uh, when it's out of balance, it's failing to control damp, uh, like the dampness. We talked about that damp heat in the body. So that you might see with um, like a runny nose. Um, it also could be, so if an animal has um, skin issues, which is, um, you know, say that they have itchiness and they want, they want to scratch or chew or lick, um, which is something that has come up at times with cocoa. Um, that can be something that is related and it can be a, an imbalance. So for an example, just to give an example, one of these might be eczema, which is like the kind of like red bumps. The cause of eczema in Chinese medicine perspective would be either wind heat, damp heat, toxic heat, or blood deficiency causing dryness and wind. And that would encompass um, what we're talking about today, earth element, because we're talking about the damp heat, even like the toxic heat, um, blood deficiency. And also um, something to keep in mind is mental or emotional stress can cause um, itching, itching because the brain communicates with nerve endings in your skin. So anxiety can actually cause the body's stress response to go kind of like into overdrive and cause itching. So that could be something that's going on with an animal too. If there's no obvious like physical cause of it, or if um, you do have some recent stressors, that could be something, or it could be a combination of things. Um, so with acupressure, you could try doing acupressure maybe with when it comes to um, a season where your animal's having like allergy issues. Every maybe try every third, maybe fourth day um, and see if that helps. Um, always talk to your vet, of course, combine this with your veterinarian's recommendations. It's always good to actually to start the acupressure in the weeks prior to the start of allergy season, which I, you know, you may be late because of my uh, delay here, but um, it, it's nice to start it a few weeks ahead of time if you can do that. So if you have a spring allergy pet and also metal, it, you know, now would be a good time and it doesn't hurt to start it now anyway, if they're already having allergies. Um, all right, so I'm going to, if nobody has any questions, I'm gonna show you some acupressure points. Oh, we're still up there, huh? I could, I really am not looking at the screen <laughs> and then I see I'm still up there with her. Um, it's a very old picture too. Okay. So stomach meridian. So I just want to show you this first so you can see this is the side view of stomach meridian. It actually, I'm going to show you the front view because this isn't the whole stomach meridian. Um, okay, so this is the side and then this is the front view. 
And the first point I'm going to show you after I take another drink. Okay, so the first point I'm going to show you is stomach one. So I'll leave this off here, here for just a moment while I talk about it a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought I had a way to make myself a little box, but I don't, the option isn't coming up for me. Um, yeah, no, it's not coming up. Okay. Well, that's fine. So, um, <laughs> the, so stomach one is also called in, well, in Mandarin is pronounced chown. Ch <laughs> Sorry, that threw me off a little bit. I wasn't ready. Um, I have to get ready when I say these words. Um, Chang-ki. And the English translation would be tear container. Which makes sense, of course, if you look at where it is. Um, it's right below the pupil of the eye, underneath the eye. And what it does is it dispels wind benefits the eyes, clears heat, stops tearing. Um, it can help with redness, swelling, and pain in the eye. Okay, so let's move. I wonder if I could minimize this a little bit. share the screen. And then I'm going to show you this point. I mean, that's a very easy point. I'm not going to show you on my skeleton. I'm going to bring my skeleton to the screen in a second, but this one's very simple. Um, if you, you know, find it on yourself first, it's very simple to find right there. So you can right under the pupil. So when you're doing um, acupressure, depending on what spot you're going to be pressing on would make a difference in kind of the positioning there, the way that you're using. So you might use your thumb on one or you might use your finger somewhere else. And you might also do kind of a tent thing. When it comes to this with your animal, some animals will allow this point, some won't. Some are going to be more amenable to it than others. You know, you know your animal. Um, of course, it really helps to prepare them it helps to do some nice sort of intentional strokes with them down their back, the whole length of their body, more than just sort of a petting like that you would normally do. Um, approaching them and sitting next to them and saying, you know, I'd like to, to give you a nice, calm, relaxing treatment. You know, I want to make you feel nice. Um, you know, may I do that? You know, give them their nice little strokes. And, you know, trust in your connection with your pet. Even if you think that you can't do animal communication, if you, you know, haven't tried it before or you don't have a lot of confidence in it, trust in the fact that animals are picking up all the time on what you're thinking and what you're feeling. So even if you don't necessarily think that you're doing it, just trust that if you intentionally send that message to your pet, just, you know, go down to your heart and you know speak from your heart to them and just if you have to speak out loud too you can do that to sort of help yourself feel that they're receiving it 
they do speak in a telepathic way, animals. So you don't have to speak out loud with them. But sometimes that helps people to do that. And that's fine. So trust that they're getting the information and that you want to do this. And a lot of times if an animal, even though normally they wouldn't let somebody do something, um, if you just use animal communication, a lot of times they'll let you do things that in other situations maybe they wouldn't have allowed you to do. Especially when it comes to doing something nice for them, like um, acupressure or massage. They're not dumb, you know. <laughs> and they do these things too, you know, they know, like they'll, you know, they know how to kind of like rub their head on things and, you know, they'll bathe each other and kind of want more of this or that, you know, because they, they like how it feels and they'll do it with you too. They'll go, they'll go up to their person and they're, they're more intentional sometimes than we realize that they're, they're feeling things on meridians of their bodies that, um, they're receiving this and you're not even meaning to do it. They're very good at receiving good energy. So when, you, uh, when you're doing under the eye, always try to put one hand, no matter what point you're doing, on their body. It's sort of a grounding thing, an anchor for them. And then use the other hand to do the acupressure point. But if you're doing under the eye, you really can pretty much do, I mean, you can, you can do this with the, the tenting. You may need to do something more like this. It's a little awkward to do that. And you're just going to do, so you've got one hand on your animal. And you're just going to very gently press. You do not have to press hard at all. It's a very gentle pressure. And you can just sort of um, do this for 30 to 60 seconds. You might want to do a little bit of like gentle lifting, you know, just maybe a little bit of a circular motion. It's nice to do this intuitively too. Um, you know, trust your intuition and look at what your animal is doing and how they're responding to you. When the energy has shifted, you'll know the animal will sometimes, um, you know, they'll move away or they'll lick or they'll, um, you know, put their head down and just kind of look more relaxed. Um, they may yawn. There's just different things that you'll see that will give you that indication. If your animal doesn't want you to do acupressure, of course, just let it go and maybe come back to it later. Okay, so that's our first point, stomach meridian, point uh, one. And it's, it's a big long point. It goes, you know, as I showed you, it starts there and then goes all the way under the stomach and down the back of the leg there, see? Okay. okay, and this is spleen meridian. So this starts more in like the middle of the body and then it does this funny little, it kind of comes forward and then goes back, it does like a hook. And then it, it goes back and then it, um, that's running. It's a little confusing when you're looking at a picture like this, but it's running medially. So it's in the inner uh, part of the leg. It kind of plays tricks on your eyes. Like that kind of looks like the outer leg, but it's the inner leg. 
oops, I've got like a lot of pictures here wrong. Where's my point? Okay, so spleen one, yin bai, is the next point. So this point uh, regulates and tonifies spleen. It helps to facilitate the flow of blood. It helps to calm the spirit and clears the brain. So it's located on that medial side or inner side of the second digit of the hind paw at the nail bed. I'm going to show you this. Um, so the dew claw is technically the first digit of the rear paw, but it's often absent. It's often just not there. So the location of this point can vary. So you sort of might just be um, using the first, I'm going to show you this. It's too hard to just explain without showing it to you. But first, let me explain what it does. So a little bit more. So emotional issues, especially with aspects of worry. Um, if you notice this sleep is interrupted, like they're having worried dreams. You know, sometimes they have cute little dreams and you know, they're happy in their dreams. They're running and yay. But then sometimes it's different. You kind of notice that they're um, more agitated or they're not sleeping and they're kind of waking up, um, jolting awake, depression, lack of appetite, stress, worry again, um, any bleeding issues, especially from spleen deficiency. So reckless bleeding like hemorrhage, blood in the urine stools. Once again, make sure your pet is being seen by a vet. If there's something like that going on, you definitely want to make sure that, you know, everything's being done and you're, you know, at the point where you're doing something like acupressure to help along with whatever the veterinarian's recommending. Um, benefiting abdominal pain and distension can help with convulsions as well and shock. If your animal's in shock, don't do this instead. <laughs> Take them to the vet. Um, Okay, so let me, or if they're having convulsions, don't do this instead, unless you've talked to a vet about it and this is like a seizure disorder and it's part of the treatment, but talk to your vet. <laughs> okay, so spleen one. Um, all right. Oh, you can't see me. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let me get rid of this guy. Sorry. Let me minimize him. Here he goes. Okay. He just turned pink. I don't know why. I might have hit something. Um, oh, whoa. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I might have to pull him totally off. So this is a little dusty in the light. Um, and I would show you on a real animal, but unlike every other YouTuber, um, me, the animal communicator and massage and acupressure practitioner, I don't have one animal that I can depend on to be on screen with me and do what I want it to do with the, I want, I shouldn't say it, but what I want my pet to do at that time. My husband says it's because I've spoiled them. 
but I cannot depend on them to do this live. So, okay, so inner, and I see all these YouTubers that have nothing to do with animals and their pet is like right in their face. They're right at the screen, every show, not mine. Um, I love them though. So this is a little awkward, but inner leg, can I show this to you? Inner leg. And then you're just going to go to, um, all right, pretend that this is the, your animal's um, first, I'm going to use my hand. Oh, wait, here, this works. So pretend they have, uh, they don't have the Duclaw, okay? So this is like a lot of dogs. There's no Duclaw. So you're going to go over one digit, okay? And you're going to use this digit and then go, and you're going to look at that digit and then go to the nail bed on the inner part of it, the inside. Okay, so not this side. Um, sorry, I'm confusing myself on the screen as I'm looking at it in two places. I'm looking at the screen, I'm looking at it here. I'm confusing myself. Yes. This side, the inner side of it, the opposite of what I just said, the inner part of it, okay, in the nail bed corner, sort of the outside of it. So it would be like here on me if this was my hind leg, if I was a dog and this was, it's going to confuse you a little bit, but it would be here. Like if this was the back leg and the paws walking around and this is the inner, it would be here. I hope that makes sense. Let me know in the comments if that was really confusing, um, the way that shows up. Sometimes it doesn't look as well, as good on screen as I think it's gonna, it doesn't play out the way I've planned it live. But also you can see it here. So you've got the inner, leg and then you don't have that claw there so you're using this inner most inner claw and it's that nail bed right on the edge and again you're going to press um gently not too hard you probably are going to be you know using your thumb and you're going to do some gentle pressure and then release and then pressure release 30 to 60 session seconds is a good um, guide. Okay. All right. And then spleen three tie. Wait. Um, yep. Yeah, spleen three okay mandarin is chinese is tai bai and this is also called supreme white and You know what? I think I, hold on one second. I think I might just, 
Okay. So similar to the one I just mentioned, um, you're going to the rear paw for spleen three and okay so you're going to the midpoint of again that inner aspect of the paw of the hind paw on the second um metatarsal bone so let me i'm going to show this to you and i know it sounds a little bit complicated but so remember that first um claw isn't there you don't have a rear technically most of them don't have that dew claw um, okay. so you're going to be now if you have a dew claw you do have to if, the, if you're one of the ones that does you do have to include that in what you're thinking about um and I'm going to show this to you once again, but this helps to strengthen spleen. It harmony, it harmonizes and regulates the spleen. It helps with stomach and large intestine. It resolves dampness. Remember, we're talking again about the dampness being an issue, it clears that damp heat. And it's one of the major tonifying points of the body. It's very commonly used. So this is a really good point um, overall to be using. It can help with diarrhea, constipation, digestion. It strengthens strengthens the spine and can help with obesity. Okay, so I'm gonna move this guy. Make him smaller. Um, we're going to do the same thing with, <laughs> try to do this again. You're going to come up. So a little bit further than where you were on the other ones. Remember you're coming up, you were on the nail bed before. Um, so again, we're on the hind leg here. This is the hind part of the body here. I know you can't see the whole thing. Um, and you're going to come up here along the inner part and before you get up to this ankle part you're not going to go up that high so that's a good gauge is to like feel your animal's ankle and then remember where you were on the nail bed and then you're going to be coming up to where it sort of curves up here right above that in the that's called the metatarsal and you're going to press there. And you're gonna again do this gently, gently, 30 seconds to 60 seconds. And again, like I was talking about before, you wanna make sure that you're not, um, that you're <coughs> watching your animal and sort of sensing um, what they're feeling what they're reacting to um you may find that 30 to 60 seconds isn't enough so if your dog needs more then that's okay you can you can keep going 
And again, so you might want to be doing this every, um, try, try doing it initially like every three days or so. Any questions? And then the final one, it's a little bit more challenging, but I think you can do it. Yeshu. I'm going to show you this one as well, of course, on my skeleton. I'm definitely going to show you this one. Okay, this is also referred to in English as diaphragm's transport. It's located right on the side of the border, the front border of the spinous process of the seventh thoracic vertebrae. I'm going to show you it. Don't worry. Don't get caught up in that. Um, <laughs> it's not that hard to find. Um, it regulates and tonifies spleen and blood. It benefits the diaphragm and non-responsive skin disorders, fever, or any condition of the blood. It's a key blood point. It improves blood flow and nutrients to the muscles too. So you might think about this with blood disorders, but you might also think about it with skin issues. Um, this might come into play also with metal element, but um, now it may come into play if you have an animal that's doing the biting and the chewing on the skin. Um, it can be helpful for fever, as I said, as well. Um, and there's another reason why it might come into play with the metal element. I'll talk about that more in metal, but it's the diaphragm and breathing, and it relates to that um, with more with allergies at that time of year, more of the respiratory allergies. But if you want to get ahead of the game, you have an animal who gets the respiratory allergies or they're having them now, um, this can be helpful for that. Okay, so let me flip over. I'm gonna make this smaller. Um, one way to find this point, so you see how that shoulder blade is there? If you go up to your dog or cat and you feel along and you feel how their shoulder is sort of, it comes out and there's like a curve, you can feel it um, as you go up the side of their body. Then you go back one, um, and you, you're going to find a rib there. So you, you come up, you're coming along the rib cage because you're feeling that shoulder and you're coming up along that, but you go back one and you feel that there's a rib one back. This point is right 
in front of that rib next to the spine, not on the spine, but a little bit over to the side. A little bit over to the side, up there. So it's like the front going towards the head, that, that side of the rib. So not the back of it, the front of it. And you're probably going to use on that point, the finger point, um, and again, 30 to 60 seconds or whatever intuitively you know, feels right or watch your pet and see what they do. But there's another way to find that point too. Um, if that doesn't work for you to, to follow that curve up and go one back for some reason, you can also come up where you feel the, um, if you go all the way back on the rib cage, you should feel that indentation where um, the rib cage stops. Okay, so that's the last rib. They have 13 ribs. So if you start at 13 and count backwards, 13, 12, 11, 10, <laughs> 9, 8, 7. That's the one you want. And you go slightly forward on it. Again, a little bit off to the side. And you're going to press. Oops, press. And you are, um, I should say, you, you do sort of press, um, you will be up against the, the side of the spine. You are going to feel the side of it. It's just that you're not like, you're not on it. You're going to feel um, part of it coming out here. Can be That one can be a little bit um, confusing, but I wanted it to, sh it's a little bit more of a challenge to explain that one on here, but I don't see any questions. But if you do have questions, you can always leave them for me in the comment sections if, section if you're watching the replay. And if I can help you with anything um, in the future, as far as animal communication, I do uh, those, that locally and at a distance and teach at a distance right now with everything that's going on with uh, COVID and all of that. Um, a lot of my stuff right now is at a distance. So keep me in mind for that. You can reach me. You can go to my website, intuitivetouchanimalcare.com, or you can also email me at and with an E at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. And so get ready. We'll be doing metal next. And, you know, that'll be exciting. <laughs> if you get excited about this stuff, Earth is the mother of metal. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And once again, if you're interested in any resources from Tallgrass Institute of Animal Acupressure, you can find that uh, link in my description below. They have a lot of neat stuff on there and you get a discount if you go through my link. So thank you so much for watching and God bless.